For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the parable of the fig tree. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you the characteristics of the fig tree and the process that it goes through in its growing season. In doing so, we're going to see how the Torah and the nation of Israel is likened to the fig tree and how the southern kingdom or the house of Judah or the Jewish people going into Babylonian captivity and the end of their exile as well as the end of the exile of the house of Jacob or all 12 tribes in their reunification in the land of Israel at the start of the Messianic era by Yeshua the Messiah wherein he fulfills his messianic task to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel is associated with the fig tree. So let's begin now by looking at the characteristics of the fig tree and the process by which it goes through in its growing season. When a fig tree is initially planted, it takes three to five years for a fig tree to initially produce fruit. The most common fig tree, the ficus carica, is a self-fruitful tree, which means it does not require a partner for pollinization. Under the right conditions, figs start to produce fruit when they are three to five years old. Fig trees are usually of medium height, most of them being 10 to 15 feet for full-grown trees, yet certain individual fig trees may grow to be as tall as 25 feet. Its summer leaves, or its summer foliage, is thick and surpasses other trees of its size as it provides dense shade in the summer months. The land of Israel is a land of figs. We can see this from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, as it is written. For the Lord your God brings you into a good land, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees. In the winter, the fig tree sheds its leaves. By December, fig trees in the mountainous regions of Israel will have shed their leaves. But then in the spring, the fig tree produces green figs. From winter, the fig tree will remain bare until about the end of March, when they begin putting forth their tender leaf buds. Yeshua made reference to this in Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. And at that time, in the leaf axles, appears the tiny figs. At this time, the fig tree puts forth her green figs. There's a reference to this in the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 13. 
There are four Hebrew words that will describe the different stages of growth of an Israeli fig tree. That is the ficus carica. The first is mentioned in the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 13. It is the Hebrew word pag. This is a reference to green or unripe figs. In the spring, figs begin to come forth before the leaves. If a tree eventually has leaves but no fruit or no figs, it is barren. The majority of these green spring figs begin to fall the ground with every gust of wind. They are referred to in the Bible as untimely figs, as is mentioned in Isaiah chapter 34 verse 4, Jeremiah 29 verse 17, and Revelation chapter 6 verse 13. So these green or unripe figs in the springtime form from the branches of last year's growth of the fig tree. At this point in the springtime, the time of figs is not yet. And Yeshua made reference to this in Mark chapter 11 verse 13. As the time of figs is when they are ripened. In the Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 15:12, we can see that the green unripe figs spiritually represent the unfruitful or the wicked of Israel. So in Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 15:12, it says in commentary to the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 13, the fig tree puts forth her green figs. The commentary is that this applies to the wicked or the unfruitful among Israel. And who are these unfruitful in Israel? It is those who are not bringing forth the fruits of righteousness or the fruits of following the Torah. In Mark chapter 11 verse 1 it is written, And when they came near to Jerusalem unto Bethpage. Now Bethpage is the Strong's number 967 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. And it means the house of unripe figs. Bethpage in biblical times was a small community around Jerusalem. In the Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 15, 7, the rabbis associate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden to a fig tree. So in Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 15, 7, it says, What was the tree whereof Adam and Eve ate? Rabbi Yossi says they were figs. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, this tree is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In Jeremiah chapter 24, there's a parable about figs. Whereas in Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 1, it is written, And the Lord showed me, that is Jeremiah, two baskets of figs. Continuing in Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 3, Then said the Lord unto me, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs, very good and very evil. So good figs and bad figs. So this could be associated and linked to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the Torah itself contains blessings and curses. We can see this from Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that both you and your seed may live. So next we're going to see that the Torah is likened to a fig tree. In Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 12, 9, it says, Why was the Torah likened to a fig tree? Because most trees, like the olive, the vine, the date, are all picked at once, while the fig tree, its fruit is picked little by little. 
so it is the same with the Torah. One learns a little of it one day and more the next, for it cannot be learned all in one year or in two. So next we're going to see how the Torah is likened to a fig tree by looking at Hebrew gematria. And what is Hebrew gematria? Well, it is based upon every Hebrew letter has a numerical value. And since every Hebrew letter has a numerical value, every Hebrew word or even a phrase or a sentence has a numerical value. So the first 10 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the numerical value of the first 10 letters are 1 through 10 in consecutive order. And then the next 10 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, their values increase by units of 10 through 100. And then the last few letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the value of those letters increase by increments of 100. So this is how every Hebrew letter has a numerical value, which would cause every Hebrew word to have a numerical value. And the principle is two words that have the same numerical value are equivalent in concept and thought somehow. And there's a connection in its spiritual meaning. So now let's look at two Hebrew words, fig and tree. Fig in Hebrew is pronounced te-ena, and it is spelled in the following way. Tav, which has a value of 400. Aleph, which has a value of 1. Nun, which has a value of 50. And He, which has a value of 5. So the Hebrew word fig, te-ena, has a numerical value of 456. The Hebrew word for tree is eights. Eights is spelled with an ayin, which has a numerical value of 70, and the zadi, which has a numerical value of 90. So the numerical value of tree, or eights in Hebrew, is 160. So if I add together in Hebrew the numerical value of fig tree, I get 616. Now we're going to take the Hebrew word the Torah. The Torah is spelled with a hey, which has a numerical value of 5, Tav, which has a numerical value of 400, Vav, which has a numerical value of 6, Resh, which has a numerical value of 200, and He, which has a numerical value of 5. So the numerical value in Hebrew of the Torah is 616. So the numerical value of fig tree in Hebrew is 616, and the numerical value of the Torah in Hebrew is 616. So in this way, the fig tree is linked or associated or is equivalent in idea and thought and spiritual application to the Torah. In John chapter 1, we are told that Yeshua saw Nathanael under his fig tree. In John chapter 1, verses 47 and 48, it is written, Yeshua saw Nathanael coming to him and said, and then Nathanael gave a reply and Yeshua replied to him. In John chapter 1, verse 48, Yeshua answered and said unto him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So Nathanael was literally sitting under a fig tree, but there was a deeper level spiritual meaning that Yeshua was referring to when he said to him, I see you sitting under your fig tree, because the fig tree is likened to the Torah. So spiritually Yeshua was saying to Nathanael, I see that you're seeking after truth. I see that you're seeking to follow after my Torah. I see that in living your life, you're bearing the fruit of the Torah, which is doing good to others and doing good works. So from this, we can see how the phrase under his fig tree is linked with the Torah, following the Torah, and bearing the fruits of righteousness of the Torah, which is good deeds 
in helping others, in loving others, but it is also associated with the Messianic era. We can see this in Micah chapter 4, verses 2 and 4, as it is written. And many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, we will walk in his paths. For the Torah shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So that verse is speaking about following Yeshua, returning at his second coming, and setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Then he will set up his kingdom on the earth, where he will be teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, as this verse prophesies of that time. And then it goes on to say, And they will sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, meaning they will be taught Torah, and there will be peace and prosperity around them. In Mark chapter 11, verses 13 and 14, we can see that Yeshua cursed the fig tree for having no fruit. And the time of the year which he would have done this would have been in the spring. So in Mark chapter 11, verses 13 and 14, it is written, And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came to see if he could find any fruit on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. And so Yeshua said to the fig tree, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. So since the fig tree is likened to the nation of Israel, as well as a person living out and manifesting the fruit of the Torah, which is the fruit of righteousness, which is faith, mercy, and loving your neighbor as yourself, when Yeshua didn't see this being manifested in the Jewish nation, in the Jewish leadership, and in them failing to recognize Yeshua for being the Messiah and for manifesting the good works of the Torah and his ministry, Yeshua cursed the fig tree in expressing that the Jewish nation in the first century were not bringing forth the fruit of the Torah or the fruit of righteousness. So we looked at the first Hebrew word that was associated with the fig tree growing season, and that is when it had green unripe figs, and the Hebrew word associated with that is pog. And next we're going to look at the Hebrew word that describes when these green unripe figs from the spring end up bearing fruit by the start of summer, and when they do, they are called bikarah, or first fruit, or first ripe, or the early fig. This term is used in Hosea chapter 9 verse 10. So a minority of early green figs from early spring will remain on the tree and become large and ripen around the end of June. They are very sweet and they have the best flavor. This is mentioned in Micah chapter 7 verse 1. The first ripe figs are also mentioned in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 4, Jeremiah 24 verse 2, and Hosea chapter 9 verse 10. These first ripe figs will drop to the ground when they become ripe. A reference to this is Nahum chapter 3 and verse 12. Figs must be allowed to ripen fully on the tree before they are picked. They will not ripen off the tree if they are picked before they have ripened or if they are immature. A ripe fruit will be slightly soft and starting to bend at the neck. Figs are very perishable. Figs stored in the refrigerator will only keep for two or three days. So now we go to the third Hebrew word that describes the stage of growth of a fig tree. And that is a reference to the figs themselves when they are fruit. So they are called te'anim. 
This word is used in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 13. At the start of summer, the summer fig begins to grow on the new wood that comes from the spring shoots. Therefore, it is called the summer fruit. And as a summer fruit, it is called kaites. A reference to this is Amos chapter 8, verse 2. At this time, the fig tree has gained more leaves. The summer fig is harvested in August or September in the land of Israel. These figs are dried in the sun and are often made into cakes that are pressed for use in the winter. A reference to this is 1 Samuel chapter 25 verse 18. And finally, a cake of dried figs which are pressed is called in Hebrew Debelah. And a reference to this is 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 7. So given now that we've looked at the characteristics of the fig tree and the stages it goes through throughout the growing season, and given that the fig tree is likened to the nation of Israel, now let's see how the parable of the fig tree is associated with the birth and growth of the modern-day nation of Israel. So the setting of Yeshua referring to this parable of the fig tree is Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, where Yeshua is asked by his disciples, What is the sign of your coming and of the end of the present age? So in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, it is written, And as he, Yeshua, sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the present age? And in answering this question, Yeshua made reference to the following in Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, that would be in the spring, you know that summer is near, referring to the start of summer at the end of June, which is when the green unripe figs from the spring produce the first ripe or early fig crop, which makes the sweetest fig. So in our modern day, the nation of Israel was born on May the 14th, 1948, after the Jewish people had been scattered the nations for over 2,000 years. So this is the blossoming of the fig tree, which happens in the spring. So the modern nation of Israel was born on May the 14th, 1948. The early figs flower or blossom in the spring of the year. So literally in the land of Israel, when the fig tree branches were tender and flowering, is the exact time of year when Israel became a modern nation. And then in 1967, the Jewish people captured Jerusalem in the month of June. And it is in the month of June when the early figs ripen. So during the time of the June 1967 Six-Day War, Israel recaptured Jerusalem as it had been once the capital of the nation of Israel under King David. And then when the Jewish people were exiled from their land, Jerusalem was under the control of various foreign powers. But Israel recaptured Jerusalem on June 7, 1967 and ultimately made it the capital of the nation. So when the Jewish people recaptured Jerusalem on June the 7th, 1967, this is the same time when the early ripe figs would ripen in and around Jerusalem, that being in the month of June. So back to Matthew chapter 24, verse 32, when Yeshua said, learn a parable of the fig tree, that he said that you will know from the blossoming of the fig tree that summer is near. So while the first ripe figs bear fruit 
at the start of summer in Israel, there's a deeper meaning that Yeshua is conveying in associating the birth of the modern nation of Israel to a fig tree, and the deeper meaning can only be seen in the Hebrew, because linguistically the Hebrew word for summer is linked with the Hebrew word for end. We can see this from Amos chapter 8 verse 1 as it is written, Thus has the Lord God showed unto me, and behold a basket of, and the King James translates it as summer fruit. It's the Strong's number 7019, and it's the Hebrew word kaitz. So the Hebrew word kaitz is translated in this verse as summer fruit, referring to figs. And the Hebrew word for summer is the Strong's number 6972. It is the word kutz. So kaitz, summer fruit, comes from the word kutz, or summer. Now we're going to see how the Hebrew word kaitz, summer fruit, referring to figs, is linguistically associated with the end. For in Amos chapter 8 verse 2 it is written, And he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, A basket of summer fruit, kaitz. Then said the Lord unto me, The end, kaitz, is near. So summer fruit, in Amos 8 2, a reference to figs, kaitz, is linguistically associated with the end, kaitz. So when Yeshua said, you know that summer is near, he's saying that you know that the end is near. And what is the end of this present age associated with? The end of the exile of the whole house of Jacob, or all twelve tribes, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, Ephraim and Judah. For ultimately, the parable of the fig tree is watching and waiting for the end of the exile, of northern kingdom and southern kingdom by the messiah because that is associated with the start of messianic times in the messianic era so the summer figs are harvested in late summer at the start of summer the summer fig begins to grow on the new wood from the spring shoots therefore it is called summer fruit kaitz as we just looked at in Amos chapter 8 verse 2. And in Israel, the summer fruit is harvested in August and September. That would be in the end of summer or late summer. So let's summarize what we've learned so far in the beginning of this teaching. Number one, when asked about the timing of his second coming, Yeshua told his followers to learn a parable of the fig tree. Number two, the nation of Israel and the Torah is likened to a fig tree, and the land of Israel itself is called a land of figs. Number three, when a fig tree is newly planted, it takes three to five years for that fig tree to grow and produce figs. When fully grown, its large leaves provide much shade in the summer. Number four, the idiomatic expression being under your fig tree is a Hebrew idiom for seeking truth and walking in the fruit of the Torah. Number five, when Yeshua cursed the fig tree, it represented the Jewish nation in the first century, at the time of Yeshua's ministry, not producing the fruit of the Torah, that is the good deeds of the Torah, which is faith, mercy, loving your neighbors yourself, and setting the captive free, while at the same time failing to recognize Yeshua as being the Messiah, in Him living out and manifesting the fruit of the Torah. Number six, there are good figs, meaning the first ripe figs, and the summer figs, and there are bad figs, that is, the green figs that don't produce fruit that fall to the ground 
when the tree is shaken by the wind. And as a result, the fig tree is associated with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Number seven, there are four Hebrew words which are associated with various stages of growth of the figs of a fig tree. Number eight, in the spring, there are green or unripe figs. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the parable of the fig tree. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.